Welcome back, everybody, to the Four Jack Podcast. It is U.S. Open Week. We are here. We are ready to do it. Uh, right now, I'm with my co-host Tom. What's going on, buddy? What's happening? Not too much, brother. Um, just finding some solitude to create this podcast. Spent a nice day with our other third. Looking at drones to help us amp up our online content game. Love it. Love it. How jacked up are the boys for the U.S. Open this week? Back at Pebble. We're pretty jacked up. We've been we've been following a little bit of the, the news and the Instagram and the memes and everything. Getting hyped up. Watching some Phil Mickelson clips of him splashing shots out of the bunker, spinning them out of the rough. To two feet don't think that's going to happen this week though did you watch any of that live at the u.s open that the usga put on on youtube the last like couple days when they're playing the practice rounds and stuff Watching i actually in shorts out there give playing lessons to john rom around the greens <laughs> i'm not it is amazing it's fantastic he is just uh he's he, he's one of a kind but uh it is U.S. Open week, as we said, um, possibly other than Augusta, my favorite week of the year for the for the golfing season, PGA Tour season. It's it's the best, especially when it's at a course like Pebble that we all know extremely well. I mean, we've all grown up playing Tiger Woods golf for hours and hours and hours, and just ripping through Pebble. And whether you played it or just played the video game or just watched it every single year at the AT&T. We know that course in and out, and it's always exciting to have a major there. But um, hell of a week, though, for the boys. USGA looks like they put on a very nice track for the boys this week. What do you think? I think you're right. Should be a nice track. Seemed a little foggy, I believe, today, was it not? Oh, the fog came in hard today. It was... um, total difference from what they've been seeing the last few days that would add an interesting element to the weekend uh wouldn't even mind seeing it wouldn't even mind seeing that and some 50k wins oh i'd love to see the 40kers 50kers come off that come off that cove and just pump it love to see this boy struggling because it do it to be fair like other than the rough around the greens and you know in the deep rough on the south fairways like it's pretty lush out there you know, like a lot of the players are saying that the course is never, you know, it's, it's as good as it gets right now. There's not a blade out of place. It's green. It's lush. It's running a bit firm for sure, but it's definitely like really lush compared to what they're used to in a lot of other U.S. Open venues. So tell us about what kind of grass, what, what are the greens? What are we, what can we expect from the course? Well, I mean, a lot of guys on tour, they're not a fan of, the poa greens if you know if you have a later tea time of the day man i mean that shit is bumpy as hell you and i grew up on that i mean that's belvedere's finest right there that that's poa baby it's um personally i love it it's grabby there's no grain like when it's good it's great but if you get a later tea time in the day oh so bumpy you know you're seeing putts getting just booted offline you think this could turn into a situation like a couple of years ago, Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, where was that? Where he missed oh. his putt? 
shoot. Think the greens could be a factor like Chambers, that this year. Chambers Bay. Chambers Bay. Um, I don't Couple think so. Months. I think it's Pebble. You know, Pebble's always in that good of shape. I, I don't think we're going to see too, too much, but it just hit a good putt. You know, like you know, Brooks Kepka came out saying this week that um, he doesn't understand why guys are complaining. You know, if you hit the right shots and you hit the fairway and you hit the green and you hit the right shot, well, then there's nothing to complain about. And if you do or if you don't, then that's your own fault. You know, like I have, I have a quote here from Freddie Couples. You know, this is in '92. I think he said this. He's like, we have one major tournament. Heck, even one tournament nowadays where even par is a great score. That's the U.S. Open. We all know when we know it when we get here. So why complain? You know, he's right. Like, you all know what it's going to be like. Just hit a good shot. Don't spray it. Maybe don't take the driver. Hit it in the fairway. You know, I mean, you look at a hole like number two where it's a par five, they turn it into a par four. That thing is a monster. Like, yeah, I guess you got to get there, but it's still like a third shot hole. You know, like if you got to take a, if you got to lay up short, short of that bunker and chip it up and hopefully make a par or get away with a bogey, I mean, you make a birdie elsewhere, but I don't know. Let's just see what these guys do. It's going to be tight fairways, super tight iron play. It's not a long course. It's only playing a little over 7,000. You know, that's not too bad for for them. Not a bomber's track. <laughs> not. No. I, I think it can be overpowered by a bomber, but I, I don't think you're going to see that. I think guys that have almost less drivers could come away victorious. What's your thoughts on our boy Jordan Speed this week? <sighs> What do I got to say about Jordan? Uh, Jordan's playing well lately. Like, I like his game right now. You know, he's we, we saw him at the PGA where, you know, he literally was grinding on the range, like hits a shot, looks down at his club, looks back at his caddy, and like, he's like, what am I doing? But he played well, and, you know, he played, he's played well in a couple other tournaments following that. Um, I personally think that you know, all this work that he says he's been putting in to help the process, like, it's it's coming through. I think you're going to see something out of him. This is a good course for him if he hits the ball well. I'll be keeping my eyes on him for sure. 100%. I think you have to. But um, what else are you thinking? Yeah. A couple guys I'm thinking, like, I mean, obviously, I mean, we can talk about Tiger. Sure. Uh, I mean, if he hits his irons like he did at Augusta, is there a guy better out there? Don't think so. He clearly proved it earlier this year. Yeah. You know, he knows that course. He's won there, obviously. Possibly the best U.S. Open in the history of the event in 2000. But he just, his irons, when they're crisp, he hits the targets. They're small green complexes, tiny. I, I, I had a good laugh, actually, when I was watching that stuff yesterday on YouTube and whatnot. I'm like, oh, I forgot how tiny those greens are. Like, they did look like Belvedere greens, like, for us growing up. Super small, man. 
On a little tangent, you want to know where I'm going this Friday? Where are we going? Going to Belvedere. Are you now? Yeah, going for, yeah Belvedere Community Business Meetup or something like that. 7 a.m. I'm going down. I'm going to go bright talk to them about Yeah, bright and early. Then I'm actually going to go play in a First Nations golf tournament with our friend Sean. No way. Where is it? Where is it being held? The Legends. Oh, that will be a uh, that'll be an event. Yeah, that should be a, <laughs> should be a wild time. Yeah. <laughs> should be hilarious. good. Though. Friday, Friday's going to be a big day dedicated to golf and business on this end. I like it. And, that's, that's the dream. And the U.S. Open. I was going to say you can catch a little bit of the the boys of Pebble in between lines. Exactly. I'll be following Tiger Tracker on Twitter. That's for sure. Definitely. I think we all will be, to be fair. So tell me about what you're thinking. Anybody, any dark horses out there this week? Um, the dark horse that I mean, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I mean, I think he's not a dark horse. He's definitely a favorite, but I think guys are kind of writing him off because of Rory and Kepka. but DJ? Uh, obviously, he's in the top three. Uh, I'd be very shocked if he's outside the top five. But, I mean, the guy has won there twice at the AT&T, AT&T in 2009, 2010. Uh, he knows the course. But I don't know. Cody, on me for, like, U.S. Open qualifying, if you were to try to Monday qualify or whatever it is for the U.S. Open, to like, you'd have to spend five grand. In order to do that, is that right? I, I couldn't even tell you the cost. I, I don't think it's cheap, to be fair. Yeah, that'd be wild, hey? Yeah, that seems a bit much, but... Yeah, it does, but I don't know. Interesting, is it? Well, yeah, these boys aren't doing it, but I'm just <laughs> thinking of them. I saw on my Facebook feed today a golf club down in Phoenix, Alta Mesa, one of their boys qualified for the U.S. Open. I'm like... Dang. Dang. Like, yeah. There are people out there doing it. That's the one thing I think I like most about the US Open is like it's open. Yeah, they're yeah, it's open. It's America's tournament. Anyone can play if you can if you can get in there. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's designed that way, which is what I like. But then yeah, you get out there and par is a good score for the best golfers in the world. Exactly. What an, yeah. But an experience nonetheless just to play in it, even if you shot a million. You still yeah. get to play with the big boys. Dude, I know a guy that was like not he wasn't he was like a first fill in. If someone else got hurt, he would have got to play in the US Open and he just got to go putt on the greens and hit on the range, and that was a pretty cool experience from the sounds of it. Absolutely. Ryan Fox. From Atlanta, Georgia. I wonder if he's still playing golf. Nice player. Sounds like it. Obviously got there. Anyway. Um, couple guys that I want your opinion on. Um, okay. What about your boy Tony Fino? I like Tony Fino. He's got a crazy little move, but... Yeah, that short backswing, but powerful. Yeah. It's short and powerful. I like it. I like his swag. I like everything about Tony Fino. I'd like to I see like him, him do there. But really, 
like you can call me, I might be a little bandwagoning, but like, I don't think Tiger's bandwagoning. He's just the man. Um, but I'm okay with Brooks Kepka getting three U.S. Opens in a row. I'd like to see it, just to say that I've seen it. Like, honestly. right? It's kind of, yeah, it's like the Tom Brady thing where it's like, you know what? He is you Tom Brady esque. Eh? Yeah, he's Tom Brady esque. I would say. Yeah, I, I would it, love to see that. And U.S. Opens, Brooks Kepka, Tom Brady. What a group that would be. What a group. I love it. I don't yeah, know. I just, I had to I had to laugh when he started chirping the guys at his presser earlier this week and just calls out the guys who complain. I'm like, you know what? You've gone up in my books. Like this is is there not just something about Brooks? I think every golf enthusiast, golf writer, golf blogger, podcaster talks about Brooks and like how we almost don't consider him as big of a champion as he is you know we almost don't have the respect for him like with every other guy you know like i think it's because he's cocky and people don't like that but it's like that confidence in himself is what is makes all this possible well exactly i I mean look at how he played last week at the canadian open he barely made the cut but he has even said that he just uses those as like warm-ups he's like you know what i'm just putting my reps in so I guess if that's what he does, that's what he does. Like, let's just see what happens with him. But I think it'll be good. Um, Me too. I think it'll be interesting with the greens, though. I mean, I was watching that thing yesterday with Phil and and John Rom and all these guys doing their practice rounds. And, I mean, they were chipping from the back side of the green, like out of the rough. Like, Phil's doing these full sh- – full swing flops that are going like two yards and when it it hit it would hit the collar and then run onto the green and it was gone i'm a little surprised actually almost how fast the greens were even downhill like that like you know the guys are saying this isn't going to be a course where the greens are running at 14 plus they're not big enough to do that they're poa they're not huge so they can't do it but uh, the speed of the green should be interesting. I mean, the USGA doesn't let us know about the speed. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah, that will be interesting. Imagine, yeah, could that be where everything goes down the toilet? If those greens get away from them, tiny greens, nobody can stick anything on them. Well, exactly. Like, is it going to run away from them? Like, you look at a hole like 14, that par 5 up the hill, with that ginormous false front on the front. Rory threw a ball down in the middle of the green, like threw two balls down. He must have walked after those things for like 50 yards. Like they were gone. Wow. I mean, how fast is it going to be? Yeah, that's crazy. I'd just love to see what that's like, just to like have that in my mental toolbox to compare life to, right? Like that's crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they should all be very excited for the challenge at hand. Yeah, I agree. Not the complaining. And then, you know, like, there's another thing to bring in. I mean, obviously, like we keep saying, I mean, this is a course that every tour guy knows. And veterans have played it. What about a guy like Phil? You know, I've mentioned him a few times now. Like, do we feel like he could be a veteran that would take this event down? I'd be okay he's won there five times, man. 
<laughs> and he has yet to win the U.S. Open, so that would be okay. I'd love to see him complete the career slam, and especially in a place like Pebble. I mean, yeah, seems fitting. No, how much more legendary does it get? Yeah, he's been playing unbelievably well, so I'd like to see it. The way he was hitting the ball, like in those in the practice round. I mean, I guess you can't really tell by the practice round, but you know his his wedge game looks sharp. I, I think that's exactly what you're gonna need. I mean, if the USGA grows out this rough around these greens, you're going to see guys missing the green by one, two yards and have to pitch out in deep, thick, rough. So I think you're going to need a guy like that with those with those wedges in hand that's reliable. Yeah, he's going to be able to save himself a couple strokes. That's exactly it. So I don't know be interesting to see i mean like you said earlier with that fog coming in what if this wind picks up as well the wind can pick up any time there so let's see some other interesting canadian news at least how about those nba finals the raps i thought had it in the bag that was a tough loss that was um when you're up six with three minutes to go and you can't close that that's that's tough especially without durant yeah tough Ah, tough and durant go down like that right like you know what i said this to a physio buddy of mine about a month ago the way that durant went down the first time the way he looked back like it was almost like somebody hit him that was his achilles snapping yeah like and then they came out after said he has an achilles injury i knew that you can't come back and play on that man. Like he's gonna be done for six to eight months. Yeah, and just like his limbs and they're so long, and I imagine they probably just put so much torque on that shit that like yeah, just that push off just snapped it. Did you see the video of that? Yeah, and you uh, know what? Like you're a professional athlete, man. Like the level that you play at. I know it's the finals. I know you want to win, man. But that could have been like career ending. You know. Sometimes you can't come back from a bad Achilles injury. Yeah, crazy. He's already had surgery and everything. Yeah, I know. It's like they rushed him in for it. It Isn't that insane how fast that can be done for someone of that caliber? God bless America and the millions of dollars. Yeah, touche, right? Yeah, you can probably book that and get a coffee for it. It was a little while that the Raps fans were cheering that at first. That was disgusting. That was when the raps or raps players are telling the fans to stop, you know, yeah. it's a problem. Come that's on. just a frenzy. Hey, like frenzy. It's a mania of people, right? Like they just get so caught up in something that they're just willing to see whatever happened to have that succeed. Like for gross. them to win. It is gross. Cause it's like, Hey, here's a guy who's like literally a thoroughbred horse that, is going to have to bank all this and like make some good money investments and not like squander that. And like, obviously he's blessed to be in a situation where he can earn that kind of money, but like, it's a a tight line between like, yeah, career ending injuries and coming back from it. But I guess of all the times in life for that to happen now is it when they have such crazy advanced technology to people up. Right. Exactly. Hmm. On an even more Canadian note, 
There was 19 Canadians on the St. Louis Blues who just won the Stanley Cup tonight. Yeah, good 19. for them. And one, former Oiler one. Pat Maroon. Oh, good for him. Patty. Unbelievable win tonight. 4-1. Yeah. Rolled him. Unbelievable finish. Unbelievable. Ryan O'Reilly going home with a con Smythe. Just, he was a beast. I mean, Bennington was unconscious. It, it was just, it, it was fantastic to watch. Like, as a hockey fan, like, to go to Game 7, obviously it would have been nice to have overtime. But to go to Game 7 and see such a dominant performance out of them, sick. Just mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, so, good, um, good for the organization. Good for all those Canadian boys and Pat Maroon. Exactly, I love it. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give one more shout out here before we start heading off. I just saw that Retief Goosen got inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. That smooth swinging son of a bitch. That smooth swinging son of a bitch. I was just gonna say that man. I love that guy in the early 2000s, man. When he used to rock that tailor-made R510 and just bombed it out there. Like in the Tiger days, you know, when he got as high as world number three and he's winning at Southern Hills, winning at Shinnecock, and then always competing in the majors. I mean, he was so awesome to watch, so methodical. Like it was just, yeah, congratulations for him. And I, I found it funny. I was reading a little thing on him and I, I totally forgot the story that he was struck by lightning. And that's the reason why his mom says that he's so calm. I don't think that's the reason. I think 50 mil in the bank might help as well. But, like, that's funny. Like, crazy story. Like, I think if everyone hasn't heard that story, I urge you to go read the full story on it. It is actually fascinating. But That is fascinating. That his mom thinks that that's... When was he struck by lightning? Do you remember? He was, I want to say, 11, 11 or 12. He was playing golf with one of his friends and he just got struck down like on like the 11th hole or 10th hole or something dropped him clothes burnt off watch was burnt into his hand like melt into his hand thankfully some guys on the 12th tee saw it like he was out cold they they had to pick him up carry him into the clubhouse and get him to the hospital crazy like do you think he was a wild child before that and that's where his mom was like yeah totally calm no, no, I I don't think so. He's an Afrikaner. So uh, in okay. that era, Afrikaans boys, especially from where he grew up, small town, there's there's no way. <laughs> You're put in line. You're put in your place. Okay. <laughs> so that probably wasn't happening, but he was a very calm kid apparently. But, uh, hmm. So what's the plans for the rest of the week, Tom? Where are we watching the U.S. Open? Um, oh, probably going to have Friday. the time. Probably going to have to go over to Cody's house and maybe watch it there with him a little bit. Yeah, like that. Get in the shop and watch some golf. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, nothing too crazy. Just I'm going on a, one of those, you know, those like group bike ride things where you have that like double-sided bike and like there's 12 oh, people geez. on it. Going on one of those tomorrow. Oh, oh that's um, interesting. Yeah, then just doing some work. Then going to go, yeah, over to Belvedere Friday morning for that little business meeting and then off to play 
And a scramble at the old legends. Sounds like a perfect Friday. I love that. Yeah, it should be a perfect Friday. I was trying to trying to parlay that into some golf and drone testing with Cody after, but we'll see, see how it all goes. Exactly. What about you? Uh, for myself, uh, I'll be watching at home primarily. Yeah, going to hunker down and I'll be streaming it. Obviously, I'm way ahead, so like the coverage is like first thing in the morning for me, which is great because I can still have my day. But mm-hmm. um, no, uh, I'll be watching at home, and then once the coverage finishes on Sunday, I think I might dip out for a quick little Twilight Niner at the Moore Park. Just swing the hammers, get the uh, get the body moving. So we'll see what happens. But other than that, uh, not too much. Sounds like good. I think this podcast went a little smoother than the first one. I think we tied it in nicely, and it's uh, yeah. I'll take this as a win, in my opinion. I'll take it as a win. We're missing one of our key components, but unfortunately, for all our viewers, Cody will be here in the next podcast. He must be here, so yes. we will make sure for everyone to introduce Codefish to all the Cody codes on codes. Codefish. You can catch him at Codes on Codes. But I'm going to let you go here, Tom. Let's wrap this thing up and let's say goodnight to the listeners. And I hope everybody enjoys the U.S. Open this week. And we're going to chat with all of you guys Monday after the U.S. Open. Amen, brother. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. 